Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Just currently making awkward one-way eye contact with Brendan Shanahan, who I have shared my fruit snacks with at the NHL All-Star Game. But, you know, I'm seeing hockey <laughs> coverage on ESPN right now, and I'm still kind of taken aback how easy it is to find that product now. Like, the days of trying to find the Versus Network are over, people. Oh, God, the Versus <laughs> the Network. The Versus Network. I know there's way more stuff to talk about. And, of course, we're talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to lead it in with some nice uh, movie, some video, just to articulate how much it means to us and everything to the hockey culture. You know where they start that video? In War Road, Minnesota, people. This is where it starts. This is where the game began. <laughs> Listen, the Timberwolves ain't going to give you these moments, so go off with oh, this. Go off with this. Oh, we're walking to the pond that we can never truly escape. No wonder how many Vikings fans were down here. They just filmed this, you know, three days ago. And so the snow is still there. <laughs> Sucks. No, it really is. It, it seriously really is. is. Why do you think I'm down here? I was like, I'm not uh, wiping down my car anymore. Hell to the no. I want to look at mountains and you know play tennis in January like a cool person. Off season things, Adrian. These are this is the mode that we're in. We, you know the one the one thing though that I'm so thankful for is obviously you're from Minnesota and and for you and your sports teams, generally at least with the Vikings they like to tease you. And then break your heart. And then once for every my Browns ten years, we're legitimate. It's just, it's amazing. And yeah, yeah well, your at team least is different. <laughs> and then it's different because our our Super Bowl is the draft that just happened. Right. And then pretty much other than LeBron, like we don't have much success uh, in terms of sports, which is gonna help our Golden Knights faithful because we're we're gonna walk you through. Like this is how it usually goes, folks. This five years straight playoff runs and and Stanley yeah. Cup Finals expectations, it hurts right now. It's time to be a casual fan again, hurts. people. It's time to be able to <laughs> to buy in and then get the hell out of there the minute something goes wrong, right? Like there's something to being able to ditch whatever group that you're in. Yeah. Um, so pick your one team. Pick your one team for a run. Yes. Hope they make the most out of it, and then off we go. Oh my God, these people are tailgating before the Canes game. Please make me a pulled pork sandwich. I would die for it at this point. Ooh. But I was really depressed because um, on Friday, the Wolves and the Grizzlies were playing. It was neck and neck the whole way, and then all of a sudden, like the last five minutes happened, and then uh, we're eliminated, and apparently everybody got exposed, and they're going to look in the offseason and figure out how to do things, and 
um, how quickly everything has moved on. I forget, like, when you get eliminated, when you do make the playoffs and you think, like, oh, it's over. Well, at least we get a few days to, like, ride the fumes and everybody will be on board. Nope, they move on to the next round and they've already, like, it's like you, you're gone. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, yeah, Memphis was upset. They're like, we have to play Sunday afternoon? We yeah. just played this hellacious six-game series. Can we get a break, please? Yeah, and the Warriors took some notes on the series that was played between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves because Draymond Green took the page straight out of Pat Bev's book, was ejected after uh, getting in the face of, of who? Who was he in the face of? What was he, it, Elizabeth? He, well, no, no, first off, he Punch. He slapped Brandon oh, Clark. I didn't hear that. He, he, he started up top. Jeez, he slapped and, and and punched Brandon Clark. And then as his hand was going down to the chest area, he just pulls his jersey down oh, and throws nice. him to the floor. And I don't understand. I don't like ESPN. Is there nothing to talk about? Why are we doing these segments and these discussions and these 50 different replays? You can't hit someone in the head. That's true. And you can't pull someone's jersey down. And hello, Draymond, you're kind of used to getting ejected in the playoffs. You build well, a reputation. Well, he used it as a tactic, clearly. It was a full-blown <laughs> tactic because it worked. And yeah, it truthfully, it's, it's a, it, it not only worked on Memphis in terms of, like, you get in their face, you get them frazzled, but then it's almost like a re-buy-in for all the Warriors and all the, the, the feeling themselves they're doing right now of reasserting dominance into an already prolific champion core. Like, it, it's not just pushing the, your opposition down, it's pumping your own self up. But the core is elevated, and coming up here shortly, I'm about to give your boy Andrew Wiggins some props. <gasps> the spirit um, of Wiggins first... knows no bounds! <laughs> oh, the influence. You can't The happiness it. in your voice. I Let's go. It. So, first and foremost, um, Jordan Poole is ready for these moments. Uh, the first two shots were kind of shaky, uh, but he settled in. He's not afraid of the moment. This man somehow has leaped into another stratosphere this past month, especially with Steph Curry not Why being would out. Too, if all the, these guys are holding down the trampoline below me, I'll jump off a building no, too. They're going to hold me up. It must be nice. So 31 points off the bench, nine assists. He went 12 for 20. And the the greatest weakness, if there is one throughout this Warriors run or dynasty that you want to call it, mm. is the fact that when Curry goes to the bench, that second unit usually isn't as strong. Last night, when Curry went to the bench, they uh, the second unit for the Warriors gave him a five-point lead. They added on to the lead that they had. Curry's never had that before, and the most important part and the most impressive part to me in this game one with the Warriors, the comes in. yes, yeah. it's coming, is that despite losing Draymond Green, the Warriors got 16 offensive rebounds. They actually out-rebounded the Grizzlies 51-47, to and this is a series right. more, more than likely Steven Adams will play more. He was kind of absolute after the Timberwolves series after game one when they realized Too he can't be on movement. the court with everybody. Yep. And Andrew Wiggins right now for the Warriors, uh, he, he tied – with Otto Porter with most rebounds on the team in game one. Stop and in total, it. He's out there he, doing the grimy work to get yeah, it he, done. Yes, he's playing the power forward. He's playing the four. Uh, he has 41 total rebounds what? in six games. He's not just, That's a, 11 just more. taking pull-up jumpers from 20 feet out and clanking it off the rim? What? No, he he's behaving himself. Uh, and 11 it. more rebounds than anyone else on the Warriors. And it's going to be 
huge because even when Draymond, whether Draymond's in the rotation or not, with the rise of Jordan Poole, the Warriors are obviously going smaller. So they are going to need Wiggins, who's going to be undersized, helping on the glass, and he is absolutely killing it. People they forget also... that he was a number one overall pick. Like he had, he has so much uh, scarf on him or scruff. I don't even know what the word is from his Wolves days, and people forget that he is a very, very good basketball player. Yeah, yeah, and and the one thing that was interesting to me with the Grizzlies is they, for Ja and this learning experience as they make this deep playoff run, the Timberwolves' philosophy is we're going to blitz them from every angle. Yeah. The Warriors were like, no, we're not going to blitz them. We're going to make sure every lane is clogged. And they forced and they went underneath switches on pick and rolls and gave him space. They sagged off of him, yeah. which in response, Jay Morant, Ja Morant, excuse me, had 11 threes, which is one off his season high. Luckily, he did make four of those threes in game one, which was more in total that he had against Minnesota. But the Warriors were sound in committing to that strategy and Jaw's jaw. He still found his way to get into the lane. Yeah. But just you gotta those, those different split second beat decisions. You with plan C or plan D. You gotta put them in a in a in a position where they're forced to take shots or take situations and do what not what they want, but what's given to them. And then if they're able to succeed in that manner, kudos to them. If you can go bar down short side from two feet away, good for you. You deserve to score. And yeah, and Ja did. He had a he had a great game. He had thirty four points, right. but he also shot fourteen for thirty one. And if I'm Ooh, the Warriors, brutal. you're gonna take that because you want that to you you want him to take to, those shots and to have that. Yeah, and, and you want him exactly. to be a volume shooter. Yeah, and he's gonna have to make these different uh, decisions. Uh, for the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, they shot. Poorly, they only combined for six field goals in total. As a matter of fact, at the end of the game, Desmond Bain wasn't on the court. On the flip side, though, Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson didn't foul out super early. It actually had 33 points, 10 rebounds. He went six for nine from three. Nice. He was huge, but it has to be demoralizing not only losing at home, but to lose while Draymond for at least half of the game was not in there. Know, that is not spirit. a good sign. He left the fire on the court, and that's why he went after it. Like that's why you know he did this. What? Oh, no, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you know he did his podcast after the game, like an hour did. after he the game? He doesn't give an F, dude. He doesn't care. He'll call it the refs from there, and so he doesn't get fined. It's unbelievable, but that's Draymond Green, and then that's why he's a, he's a singular talent and a singular personality, and that's why they're paying him to be on the desk at TNT while actively still playing, because that makes sense. Uh, what doesn't make sense is how much hype there has been on the Celtics, and then they lose, and everybody's just like, don't even look at it. Nothing happened. Yeah, this was this was their their second loss by more than ten points since the so beginning of not the year just in January. A, it was not just the loss; it was a smackdown. Yeah, it was one of one eighty nine. So much so that Brad Stevens, halfway through the fourth quarter, they they caught it on ESPN like live. It wasn't even the That's replay because they were look. talking about Brad Stevens. He walked out of the suite while they were talking about him. Not He's a good like, look, I need to... Brad. Yeah, and and Sounds one like thing I do want to point out. <laughs> Leave Brad alone. No, it's okay. I don't care about Brad to be honest. Um. When it comes to this series, one thing I want to I want to specifically talk about is last week when the Nets got eliminated and everyone was was piling it on Kevin Durant, uh, rightfully so for some people and for others they were defending him and saying, "Hey, he is the best player in the world." And for some reason, a player that wasn't getting mentioned and hasn't this year is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I went to go check and in the series with Brooklyn and Boston, Kevin Durant shot 36% the entire series. Yesterday, Giannis went 9 for 25 
which is 36%. And when you look at the series and you That's look at the game that Giannis it's had. lucky. Yeah, it's lucky and just lucky. the difference, the difference yes. of how you can still be effective in not having a great shooting game because he only had 24 points. He had a triple-double, first off, and I'm saying only. He had 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, but the way he's able to impact the game, go inside the post, and yes, it's not necessarily flashy, and it's not Kevin Durant just pulling up for three, but I was kind of like, this is the difference where they both shoot 36%, but the impact that they had on their offenses and on their teams is astronomically completely different. Giannis, despite that poor shooting game, accounted for 50 of Milwaukee's points off of the passes that Giannis had 12 the the team went 12 for 18 off of his passes so what do you, what do, you do drive the shots. basket batter ram them to hell and yep and, and, or the even ball and then they sink it boom yeah, and even when he was double teamed, even even when he was triple teamed, he was able to find the person that was open. As a matter of fact, out of those 18 passes, 14 of those led to uncontested shots. That is amazing. And this is, of course, doing it without Chris yeah. Middleton, doing it with Drew Holiday, who had a great game, but at the beginning he was in foul trouble, so he wasn't there. Giannis still finished the game plus 23 after going 9 for 25. And for Boston... I will give them credit and I will say, yo, obviously this is a completely different situation where Brooklyn didn't even know how to spell defense. Where was Jason and Tatum? Where was he at? What was his style? He had it. He had a decent game, but even as great as he, he guarded KD, and this clip went viral when Giannis posted him up. Jason Tatum literally tripped over himself. He wasn't yeah. fouled. He didn't get pushed by Giannis. It's a complete it was just mismatch. the strength. No matter yeah, how no, confident just, he's playing, he's not going to be able to like be, yeah, back and, him down. You know. Yeah, and it's and it's a, it's a it's a different type of game, and it's a different way that Milwaukee's going to attack you. Matter of fact, and Jason Boston runs shot, on that too. If you notice, he runs he runs really hot when he's feeling himself. Like it's just he that's where he gets to his upper echelon tier. And that and that's the next step of that tier of finding yeah. a way like Giannis is doing now where you're not necessarily having the greatest shooting night, but the impact that you can have. Right. And Boston you break they shot the thirty Yeah, Boston shot thirty three percent overall oh, in this game. That is the lowest field goal percentage that they've had, especially from the paint in twenty five years. Uh, with Brooke Lopez and Giannis guarding any of the players putting up shots against them, they were three for twenty. And even Drew Holiday, anytime someone pulled up a shot against him one on one, Drew Holiday held them for four for thirteen. So this is not only going to be a different type of defensive philosophy, or actually just a defensive philosophy, which Brooklyn didn't have. It's a different type of physicality, well, and it's and a different type of of just Brooke Lopez and Giannis. Like these are big dudes. And Marcus Smart might be out for a game, too. And if that's the case, guys, Ooh. I don't know about those Celtics because I, I love me some Marcus Smart. I think he's just the – I think he's the bee's knees. I, th I really do. And I think that this team plays with a completely different personality if he's not on that squad, just like how I was kind of getting into with Jason Tatum. If he's not able to feel himself, you're not going to be able to expect an upper echelon tier type of game, even on the defensive side of the floor because you're just not getting the same positive reinforcement that allows you to play that free. Right. I'm not going to question anything I'm doing because I know that my instincts are correct right now. Yeah, 100 percent. And I don't want to say that this is a sweep and Milwaukee's going to destroy it. <laughs> um, but no. it's very it, it's Come very. It, it, no, no, no. I'm saying that I'm not going to say that. I don't want to overblow I can't believe anybody the, would the say game that. one. But 
I, I will say if, if you're Boston and one of the things, and I know you're on the Marcus Smart train, one of the interesting things I, that I was like, how does this guy end up winning Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, Not only because I think that Jason Tatum could be a better defender than him, but when you look at the stats throughout the year, the defensive rating for Boston with Marcus Smart on the court and off the court are exactly the same. So that may be helpful. Uh, I just think the strategy and kind of the mentality – look – for all intents and purposes, no disrespect, it was kind of a cakewalk against Brooklyn where they knew it like just oh, there's absolutely. something there's something on the court where you know no these these guys number one aren't as tough as me, but they're not in it like us. They're not ready for what we're about to do and they can kinda of dictate things where Milwaukee, despite Chris Middleton being injured, oh, like nah, they're gonna try and they're gonna get down and dirty and that's where they thrive and, and that's where they play too. So this matchup is gonna go this is this is going to be a great series. I don't expect Boston to get slapped in the mouth repeatedly over the course of the series. I'll tell you what, Brad Stevens walks out halfway through the fourth quarter of these games. This team is going to turn around real quick because that's just something bare minimum that you can totally control and uh, completely unnecessary. But who knows? Maybe he was just going pee. Like, that's the other thing. How dare <laughs> he leave us? He's abandoned us. Left Wait, us they to got suites? Ourselves. Yeah, you're like. They got bathrooms in the suites, though, like, don't they? What if he was two seconds away from pooping his pants? Like, what if it was one of those situations? Ooh. You know, oh you know God. that sitch. You're like, I'll oh. say anything just to keep moving on with my journey. Yeah, and it was just perfect timing oh by ESPN because literally it was live, Lindsay. Um, and I know, I see here on the playbook, uh, you brought up what the heat. Uh, the Sixers need to do to keep the Heat like from not finding their best game. Yeah, because they're Lindsay, not going to be able to overwhelm them. So you got to make sure that they they put enough clankers off the off the iron to not feel themselves and find their best stuff. I've got three notes on this oh, for okay. the Sixers. This is what you need to do. Okay. First note: Sixers start praying. Number two: <laughs> Sixers continue to pray. Number three: Hope James Harden wakes up and thinks it's 2019. Uh, I have the Heat winning this series not in five games. Not the over 27 game, though. Not that particular version. <laughs> yeah. Not that one. Maybe like game, exactly. game four in Minneapolis. That Regular season Harden. 2019. Like 50 points in the third quarter type of James Harden. That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for the Sixers, though, I guess Kyle Lowry is going to miss tonight's game. Um, Jimmy Butler will play. And Good. look, I, I think it was kind of over, uh, like under underappreciated how much the Heat defense had Trey Young in a body bag, where in a game where Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry weren't playing, and you have dudes on the Heat's roster like Max Struess, like Gabe Vincent, like uh, Deadman, like all these dudes who you think are like they play on the Sacramento Kings. Like these are not top tier players, but the culture and the buy in of everyone on that team to defensively swarm Trey Young, who, by the way, the Hawks had the number one offense, the half court offense in the league last season. And Trey Young was one of the top scorers in the league to stop him and in comparison have James Harden, who has been god awful for the Sixers since he got there, god, and James not have Harden. Joel. It is going to be ugly. And I will say at the draft, someone had a fear the beard with the old school Sixers logo jersey. I was like, that's cute, but heat him for. Did you tweet about it or did you say something to him? <laughs> no, no, I just looked at him and said, you poor guy, you wasted 20 bucks on this. But, hey, you got to root for your squad despite it, uh, right? Oh, that 20 bucks is worse spent than your $40 for the plastic football that your son <laughs> thought was a rubber duck. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It was 30. It's like, 30 yeah, bucks, 30 bucks. Still massively overplayed uh, and overpaid to be 
uh, completely honest. But I'm watching the same thing kind of play out uh, in the opening moments of this Boston-Carolina NHL playoff game. Boston has been all over the Hurricanes, forechecking and punch them in the mouth so much so that they're so nervous about breaking the puck down off the boards on the ice that they sailed one over the glass and now the Bruins are on the power play. We got more hockey stuff, thankfully not related to the Boston Bruins because I've already talked about them enough today. I hate them. So let's move on to the Western Conference and the two matchups that we have tonight. The Minnesota Wild against the Blues and the Oilers and the Kings. Previews of both of those on the other side of the break. Love for the bet. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. So deep in the prep that I don't even know that the segment is starting. I've already seen Antti Ranta, the netminder for the Carolina Hurricanes, on his ass twice, and we're not even 10 minutes through the first period. That is the oh, last we're getting physical. No, as a goalie, you never want to be on your butt. If you're on your butt, something has gone terribly awry. Uh, but you know what? He hasn't played in a while. There hasn't been a whole lot of like cohesion with the Carolina Hurricanes, even though they've managed to uh, give up the least amount of goals this season, but it is all Boston Bruins to start off this first game of the NHL playoffs. Earlier in the program, we discussed the Eastern Conference Finals, or not the finals yet, I, I should say the finalists, uh, and now we're going to go more on the Western Conference side, the later games for our slate tonight. We got the Minnesota Wild hosting the St. Louis Blues, and then the Edmonton Oilers with the Los Angeles Kings. Very, very exciting stuff. Which one would you like to hear about first, hockey expert, sir? Well, listen, first off, I, I love that I can tell in your voice. Like, I knew something last segment was going on. What do you mean? <laughs> and I was like, the hockey? No, because the hockey has started. Oh, and yeah. I know that you're laser like, oh focused. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, Lindsay's over here locked in. Um, and number two, real, real quick, I, I do want to know because – you know, in, in basketball, we were just talking about this this Grizzlies and Warriors matchup and how physical it was. Yeah. So in hockey, in the playoffs, like, is it the same type of deal where, for the most part, the refs are kind of letting it fly, per se? Yeah, there's definitely some swallowing of the whistles. I mean, it, it's always really um, a tough compromise because there's a lot of extra stuff that goes on in hockey that is away from the whistle or, like, after you move the puck. Like, you could easily just chop somebody's hands and, like, break their 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 finger. Like, just – and you're not even, like, in the play. And so Jesus. you're very much, like, at the mercy of the gamesmanship of your opponents. And let's just say people aren't here to make friends. And so it, it's – it. some people are a little bit dirtier than others. And, uh, and, and certainly there's a different – way of life and existing in the playoffs and not all teams can like have have figured this out quite yet like I don't really expect a lot of physicality out of the Edmonton Oilers because the Edmonton Oilers Adrian are built to score goals I mean two of their guys that's literally all that they do Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid that is all that they do we know how prolific they can be but we also know that when the playoffs roll around that this team doesn't know how to play but they kind of have finally drawn a perfect opponent to get over that hump in the Los Angeles Kings. And this is no offense to the Kings because I'm a huge fan of that organization. I picked them to be in the playoffs months ago, and I expect grand things in their future. But when you have the amount of injuries, and specifically to the defensive core, and again, even more specifically to Drew Doughty, who was trying his best to make a comeback to be available for the playoffs for this team with a, with a wrist or a hand injury, he will not be a part of that. 
And so the Kings defense, how will they hold up? How will they manage an Edmonton team that is so rush heavy, that is so offensively overwhelming through the neutral zone? Can they keep up with scoring? Can they stay committed to the defensive way that is necessary? I mean, the Kings have played that way over the last couple of years because when you're bad, how do you stay in games? Well, we clog up the middle and we hope to block stuff down. And what they went out and did in order to help bolster their ability to get those pucks out and not get caught so often in their zone is signing Philip Deneau. Uh, centerman has been unbelievable, has paid off in the exact way that they had hoped in terms of unleashing Anze Kopitar from his laundry list of responsibilities. He's a, a Selkie Trophy finalist almost every year. And so the center depth will help with the, that defensive um, kind of lack, but only in the slot area. And so the Kings can't get trapped and tired out. They get, need to get pucks out quickly. Uh, and they're a very opportunistic offense in LA as well. They have some some capabilities to put pucks in the in the net on the rush and in transition. I look at Alex Iafalo to do that. But a lot of this talent is young, and a lot of this talent hasn't been there before. Um, Kings goaltending has been very hit and miss this season, but how many more chances will Jonathan Quick have a shot to relive his 2012 Conn Smythe glory days? Not very many, and this is the last go-around for Dustin Brown, their former captain, and so I think that'll help at least get a little bit more pep in the step to help keep up with the Edmonton Oilers. But, man, if they start getting goals in early, it's going to be a messy, messy time. But at the same time, uh, Edmonton goalkeeping, not exactly the most uh, Fort Knoxian of areas. I would expect Miko Koskinen to make a make a start. I'm not sure if it's gonna be him or Mike Smith, but I know that Koskinen, you shoot low on this guy. This guy has pinball flipper goalie pads. He has super limited hip mobility. So he retreats very quickly back into his crease so he doesn't have to shift his hips from side to side. So if you shoot about a foot off the ground as he's regressing, as he's in movement, he will ha- have to- a tough time stopping a beach ball, let alone a puck. He's a guy that literally moves around his body rather than make it, making his body move around his game, if that kind of makes sense. He also has a goalie tick where he claps his hands on every mark so you can kind of leverage that missed timing or at least you always know that that's on his to-do list before he can get ready for a save. And so that's if I know that, right oh, yeah, him and Alexander Gorgiev are best friends in that camp. And so um, I would definitely be targeting a lot of weird shots from from odd angles or just in mistimed places. You're just looking to, to catch – people in between their breaths. Um, but that's pretty much all I have for my vision of this Oilers and Kings game. I mean, I got notes on both of these guys. I do. Go ahead. I do have a couple questions trying to gauge both of these teams and yeah. kind of in my head put put the tears together. And I'll go back to the Athletic and their anonymous general manager poll survey that they did to kind of put one through 16 where these teams are in tiers. And that final tier, the lowest tier, was tier five. That's and the, the only are? team, yeah, the only team in that tier were the LA Kings to no you? No respect. And, and I will say one of the one of the the quotes is from one of the the GMs is all credit to them, even though being in the spot that they are, um, us even talking about them makes them dangerous. This team had zero playoff expectations. Yep. They have nothing to lose and they can catch people. And off you guard. know what happened in 2012, Adrian? You remember? You remember it like it was yesterday? They went on a run as an eighth seed. They go up to Vancouver. They sweep. The Vancouver Canucks, who were coming off of a President's Trophy and a Stanley Cup loss in their own building, and they ran the table all the way to the Stanley Cup final. That's what that Jonathan Quick cons might see. They were the eighth seed. I remember being in college and reading about how many pucks Jonathan Quick was swallowing up during the regular season. Like, un 
unheard of amount of goaltending and how this is a this is a dangerous Darryl team Sutter if they're gets able a hundred percent a hundred percent he did and he take and he took those talents right up to the the north beach of calgary too but we're not even talking about them today because they don't play until tomorrow but that that's in this team's dna jonathan quick is still on this team dustin brown is still on this team anze kopitar is still on this team all of those guys were on that cup both of those cup winning rosters and so they can show you the way and so if they get if they get a couple of good goals early, like I said, if you just keep Edmonton from finding their best game, anything can truly happen if you're willing to block shots off of whatever body part that you can put in front of it. Um, speaking of block, and on the, go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm just Lindsay, sick of this just one matchup. More question. Go ahead. <laughs> just last question on Edmonton. So in this survey, uh, Toronto was behind Edmonton slightly, ever so slightly, by the slimmest of margins. Yeah, they both suck until proven otherwise in playoffs because they always lose in the first <laughs> round. That's nothing new. That's hockey. Everybody knows this. Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. This is the best matchup of the first round. This is the, this is the true, um, this is the true fe- feast day resistance. Uh, in Minnesota tonight, St. Louis probably the hottest team in the NHL in the past two months. The only, only probably a little bit better than Minnesota because they've been scoring goals unlike they've ever seen. They set so many franchise records this year on an individual and a team level. And, oh, yeah, they went out and traded for Marc-Andre Fleury. But he's not even the goalie that's playing the best right now. That's Cam Talbot for the Minnesota Wild. Ever since they traded for Marc-Andre Fleury, the dude's been lights out. Like, this is the definition of a good problem to have. And so we don't know who's going to be starting between the Nets tonight against St. Louis, but we know that Vila who so will be for the St. Louis Blues. Not Jordan Binnington, who has been very inconsistent this season, whose confidence has waned and was looking pretty good down the stretch here, but clearly Huso has made a, a good enough impression to get his first ever playoff start. You know what number he wears, Adrian? I think it's 35. You're correct. God, you're an expert. And it's a lot different of a team that plays in front of Ville Husso versus Jordan Bennington. Like Jordan Bennington is a galvanizing goaltender. I mean, he's a guy that swings sticks at op- uh, opposing players when he's being escorted off the ice. Like Husso is a lot more contained, a lot more uh, reserved, and just kind of focus on getting the the pucks blocked down. And sometimes that's what a team needs. They don't need to be. Uh, they don't need a fire lit under their ass. Sometimes they got to put the ass on the fire to make sure that we have coals for tomorrow. And the St. Louis Blues, like I said, have been scoring a ton of goals as of late. They make a lot of heads-up plays in the neutral zone, and that's really where I think this matchup is going to boil down to. Who can make the most heads-up plays in the low neutral zone, a.k.a. on your breakout, to spring a superstar on an offensive slope? That's what the Minnesota Wild do. They have Kaprizov. They have Fiala. We we learned that the Marcus Foligno injury that looked literally like his leg was taken off the other night, I guess the dude's fine. Same with Jared Spurgeon because this is just hockey, and this is Minnesota hockey, and this is a team that – we've never really seen before in terms of expectations. Minnesota can score in bunches is never out of a contest. They have so many comeback victories this year. It's not even funny. So you need to keep an eye out for that. Uh, and, and, and for really how this team manages their, the physicality of this uh, matchup and of the playoffs, because last year, maybe it was just because it was the first time that, that Kaprizov got into the playoffs. First time that like Fiala really got a true taste of an actual playoff series, because when they went to the bubble, they had one of those shortened series and then lost to Vancouver. But the Golden Knights were able to neutralize them. They were able to to get them off their game where they're just kind of skating around and, and, and being more of a, of a passenger in the car rather than a driver. You cannot let Kevin Fiala get juice. You cannot let Kapril Kaprizov get juice. And you cannot let the uh, Ewell Erickson X of the world 
also clean up when you have shut down their top superstars because this is a Minnesota team that is so, so deep. And so are the St. Louis Blues. Like, they're, they got talent stacked up and down. But if we got to talk about the matchup who I feel better about, it's definitely Minnesota because I think they have a better defensive core. They produce more. They, are, they make those heads-up plays. And – I just think they realize that the urgency is now. Like, that's a weird thing to say because everybody knows, like, oh, it's your last few weeks with this particular team. You can never take any chances for granted. But that's exactly what the St. Louis Blues did in the bubble. Like, they literally didn't give a crap. They had won the cup, like, months prior, and then they just showed up. Versus Minnesota, who's, like, two seconds away from salary cap hell next season. So this is about as good as this team's going to get. So we better make sure we throw everything and the kitchen sink. And so it, I think this this series goes the distance. I think it goes seven games, and I think it's going to leave a lot of bruises. This is so. This is the Grizzlies T Wolves matchup for the NHL in terms of this is going to be entertainment, yep. entertaining, and these dudes and these dudes are going to go after each other. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's so much pride on the line, and as I was kind of talking about yesterday, there's a lot of shared history between the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild. Both of these teams, like three, four years ago, you would think, uh, in three, four years from now, they'll probably be in the basement because these guys can't even manage themselves out of a, out of anything. But you make a couple of changes, and then you pick the right people to put in the room, a.k.a. Craig Berube behind the bench for the St. Louis Blues, and then um, Bill Guerin for the GM for the Minnesota Wild. And not only is it a new day in the fan base, it's a completely new era with a lot of good things on the horizon. And so um, there's there's a lot at stake for both of these teams in this. And so with that, I think you get the best hockey out of it. And with the, the Wild, obviously, at the trade deadline in the front office, willingly saying hey we are going all in does the fact that the blues have had a device uh, decisive edge rather in the season series matter at all because this is a completely different mentality and roster i mean it's new po- it's anyway? a new season in the postseason but i mean i know that the minnesota wild were really embarrassed by their performance during the winter classic and they got smoked by the blues and the blues had their number all season um but i i don't really take that much of of what has been this season into what the new season is it's just you got to show up with what you got and you got to outwork your opposition and and uh be willing to just make one more play and so yet best out of seven for for each one of these games here it's still zero zero boston carolina just over six minutes left to go in the first period boston still with a pretty big shot disparity 14 to 5 but at least i'm seeing some puck possession from the Carolina Hurricanes. They're very used to playing that way. And if you're not finding your best game, well, you're not going to find a whole lot of W's in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Different type of mix here for this trail. Uh, Let's move on to the rest of our program. The last few minutes uh, into what we missed this week in the weekend wrap, according to Adrian. On the other side of the break, 1140, the bet. Swing into the jungle for some tremendous sports opinion the jim rome show mornings at nine only on 11 40 the vet and now sports with a z lindsey brown and adrian hernandez the playmakers exclusively on 11 40 the bet stanley cup playoffs are underway and the met gala is happening coincidence <laughs> i think not you know what the met gala should... is adrian <laughs> No, I know. I feel bad. I should have texted you. Like we could have did outfits, even though we're not, we're not together in studio. Although I am holding my hand to the wall nearest to hold you. Hold on. I'm to, gonna to, hold to on. Just... I'm gonna do the same. One sec. It's just like the thing on the Apple Watch, right, where we both touch the screen well, at the same time. I am. Like, oh my God! You're giving me attention. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> I can feel your love. 
Lindsay, I am going to Disney for Star Wars, so it's like I'm using the Force for us to connect. You know what I'm saying? I have a question that's at the the forefront of everybody's minds here. Let me hear it. What are you going to bring me back? What do you want? I want to bring you back a turkey leg, like, but that won't whenever be Whenever my mom went on business trips, I always had to have something back because I'm like, well, if if, if work is going to take mom, I need to get something back from work to make this a, a fair exchange. And so naturally, I asked for a lava lamp because that was the only uh, thing that can be found in like the city of Portland. <laughs> I don't know why that The was. most awkward thing to put in the suitcase. 100%. <laughs> I don't even know if she bought it out there or if she bought it when she got home, but either way, I had it when uh, when she got home. So I either way, thanks, thanks, to, thanks for the, that dream coming true, Mama B. But I, I want, I'm going to have to think about this because I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that I don't even know exists that I want there. And so I'd rather you like take some pictures and then I say, I want it. And then we'll go. No, it, it's it's Just make your entire I'm, I'm, trip with your child about me. That would be ideal. Lindsay, I'm not even kidding. Like I follow this this woman who's like a a Disney influencer. Her Instagram's like Disney hungry. Wait a minute. Why am I giving out her Instagram? Follow me on Instagram at Heavyweight Radio. Anyway, every day she posts like Disney stuff. And I guess today in the Disney shop, they added like a Mickey Mouse shaped full body size cookie jar. I'm like, why what? do these things what? exist? <laughs> Because they want like, to get featured in, like, the Kardashians or something. And be like, that's the only place that that would, like, legitimately exist. Like, if there's anything, like, related to Mulan, I want it. Like, that's that's my person. There are some, like, that and um, what's the movie with Goofy and, and his son? Oh, my God. Why am I Goofy forgetting movie, it? The Leaning Tower of yeah. Jesus. So... So Come they on, do man. have some of those little little items. So sure. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get okay. you something. I, I promise. Now it's gonna be a little something because obviously yeah. we're at the NFL draft and those those footballs are kind of expensive, Lindsay. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit left out, so I would just like to be included. Um, we have a wrap up to uh, close up our show. You're usually the one that leads us. Where would you like to take us to water, for my friend? No, a hundred percent. Let's go to the LPGA tour, okay? Because yeah. sports were happening outside of the draft, okay? And uh, this lady, her name is Lydia Coy, and I hope I'm pronouncing her last name. Now she played in this tournament. Uh, she posted a one under seventy to Ooh. finish in a tie for third place. And afterwards, Golf Channel reporter Jerry Foltz asked the seventeen-time LPGA tour winner. And about the use of her trainer, because I guess the trainer was like giving her a massage and just, you know, checking up on her because obviously something was going on with her. So he was he wanted to know what happened and curious if if this was like a long term issue. And at that point, Lydia responded with a impressively earnest answer. She said, I hope not. It's just that time of the month. I know the ladies watching are probably like. (laughs) Yes, Yes, she was like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah, I got you. See we what happens. Is... She was on her period, gentlemen, for all of you that are wondering what that means. We do talk about Ew. those. I know, they're so gross. Ew. But actually, they're totally natural. And they just, believe it or not, they're happening uh, across the world as we speak. You just don't even know it because we don't talk about it. But we got It's like an elimination. I it's love... an elimination chamber women have to go through every the... month. She had third place while on the rag. Impressive. Fun fact that nobody yeah, knows about. Yeah, so... So so when that is she said so when that happens my back gets really tight and I'm all twisted. It's not the first time the curse has seen me twisted, but it felt a lot better after he oh came. So yeah, there you go. Uh the dude was speechless. He simply said no follow up question. Oh, 100%. He just said he, he said, had no um, idea. He's like, ask that guy to say vagina, like the next word out of his mouth. He won't even be able to know what to, or he won't even tell you what letter it starts with. That's how taken he was. Like, it was. He said, um, thanks. Back to you guys. Did you know that they did some study to measure, like, the amount of pain that people go through? And apparently that uh, a period cramp is the equivalent of a heart attack. 
and a I bunch of guys it. are shook and everybody's and all i thought was just like oh i guess like the heart attacks probably don't hurt that bad then <laughs> Wow. I, know they, I know they manifest very differently it, in women, and a lot of the signs that we look out for are, are just strictly for male bodies. Shockingly, the medical system focuses on the men. I know very much breaking news, people, but look those up for yourself. But let me just tell you, we deal with a lot, so shut your mouth. They don't have – I don't believe they have one to kind of replicate for men, but I do know for birth they do have a machine that not only leading up to the birth that men can put on to kind of simulate – as close as they possibly can. Just, and then when the birth those. happens, well, I, I've seen some of the videos. How like, can you it, recreate ripping the, the very fiber of your being open for someone else? Like, how do you recreate recreate that in a sumo suit? I'm sorry. I just don't think that that particular VR experience is going to be able to be created. <laughs> let's uh, move on from period talk. Why? Uh, to another man that's caused pain for a lot of football teams and their fans. Tom Brady. Uh, he is a part of a team, the Tampa Bay What's Buccaneers. What's his name? Uh, uh, he must not who, be named. Uh, well, see, sometimes we say it. Sometimes we say Tom. Listen, Voldemort for uh, the Buccaneers, I, the all right? The Tom I recognize is from MySpace, okay? <laughs> Top eights forever. So they drafted a new new teammate that's joining him. Uh, his name's Logan Hall, and apparently uh, Mr. Voldemort has been playing in the league since 4-16-2000. Logan was born on 4-22-2000, meaning... That this man has been in the league for longer than this guy's been alive. Think he needs another hobby? I think so. I really wish I had the crickets button because of us being. <laughs> I just like, good for you, Tom. You're old as hell. I'm like, I, I, it's so, it's so fascinating how like age for men is just like it's something to be proud of, and then for women it's such the direct. I'm like, look how much older I am with everyone. Like, it's just so dumb. I don't care well, about I him. On Bumble, though, this 47-year-old. He's taking shirtless selfies anyway. like, on set right now. I literally do not care about him. Act your age, Tom. Yeah, and let, let's move on to, to baseball. All right, let's do this real quick. Finally. Because over the weekend, the Colorado Rockies were in Philadelphia for a four-game series. And the Rockies' physical performance coach, his name's Mike Jasperson, has set a record. Jasper had, because a, had a kid? I didn't even know it was possible in the ghost world. <laughs> he ate 24 cheesecakes over the course of the entire series. Directly to four the days. factory? My God! He broke a record for Philly. The The Philadelphia Philly staff gave him an award uh, and congratulated him. Yes, and, and let's move on to your Minnesota Twins. We're staying in baseball before we get out of here. So Kenta uh, Maeda, yeah, he's a baseball player, right? He is uh, rehabbing right now in Fort Myers, and he actually drove up to St. Petersburg in Tampa to watch his Twins teammates from the dugout yesterday versus the Rays. The Twins ended up losing, ending their seven-game win streak. And Damn, because Mr. of that, Daniels. the game afterwards – Instead of going to the game, he just left a note in the bench that said, I'm sorry for snapping the winning streak. I will not be in the dugout today. I love you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baseball is so superstitious. But that was wholesome. It was. I enjoyed it. It was, indeed. And before, before – oh, we got time? We got so oh, much we got time so much for time. Let's go back to talk. Let's do it. No, no, no. We got to go back to the draft real quick. Oh, God, why? Because – I don't know if you saw this. It went viral. Oh my my, one of my favorite things from the weekend was the Ryan Fitzpatrick fan club meetup at the draft. Did you see this video? Yeah, a bunch of dudes walking around in matching jerseys and aren't matching. Jeez. Rams, 
Rams, Cardinals, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Commanders, Bucks, Texans, Bengals, Titans, 10 homies coming together to spend over $1,000 in jerseys for the one and only Ryan Fitzmagic. Magic, excuse me. Uh, I thought it was very wholesome as well. A lot of wholesome stuff I don't know. On this I feel weekend. like it's promoting promiscuity, don't you? You get to be oh, old and you get to be able to be with everyone. It's got to be us. I'm just saying. Oh, no, Dude just no, needs to shave a... his face. Bare minimum. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> Go take the wonder lick again, Ryan. Show me what your new score is. Bring your kid up and do math problems again. Let's do it. I'm not. I, I no really wanted to end the show. <laughs> right. That was very aggressive. Like, well, you keep bringing it back to the sports. I'm like, can we move on? No. Oh, oh, no, no. Well, I got you. I got you. Because I really wanted to end the show with the speech from your Vikings, dude. The final three yes, minutes of the show. But we it. won't do that. Damn we it. have enough time. Okay. But we do have enough time to talk about Serena Williams' tweet. Once again, shout out to my lady. Serena Williams tweeted this out. And this is what I want you um, to think about, everybody, as you go home here on your Monday. Uh, Serena tweets out, when you're a mom, I'm convinced you got to learn how to poop faster. Or else your name is being yelled at over and over again. 30 seconds or less is your poop time. Ooh. Thoughts? That's that's pushing it. That's truly pushing it. What what's your what's your average time? Uh I I spend about 10 minutes. Yeah, Listen, you got me, it's a whole process. I don't understand no, that. It's like, a whole process. I'm a bigger dude. But it's an oasis too, like yeah. away from my kids. But that's for the thing. That's you. You have been given the blessing of an oasis. Mothers do not get that. That's the exact illustration because they're not. What you doing? What you doing? I'm not a mom, but I've nannied before, and I know what's up. I know what's going on, at least to an extent. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for joining us and for being yourselves. Uh, be well to each other, but mostly to yourselves. Use your blinkers because people are dying out there, and otherwise enjoy the abyss that is your life. We'll be back in 22 hours for more distractions from that very exact concept. All right. Bye. Lindsay, do me a favor. Turn on your mic and talk real quick. Her keep talking. Okay, cool. So <laughs> awesome. So tomorrow we can either talk on Slack. I'll have it open or we can talk like this during break and we won't be on air. It's lit. All right. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.